Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, praise God. Welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff podcast. Daryl Boucher here, and we are uh, getting into part two of uh, just talking about the name of Jesus. And this is the name, once again, that, that is, is, is above every name. He is the reconciler of all things. He's the creator of all things. And th- what, what I think is cool about this is he gave us his name. And like just as much as, as you know, Rachel has, has a, a legal right to use my last name and therefore, she can she can do whatever she wants, and it's the same as me being there. Uh, you know, it. I think one, one, another illustration that I I came to years ago was was back when uh, this is before President Trump was president. Um, but you know, he was excuse me, he was a real estate mogul, and uh, in New York City, and uh, you know, made lots of money uh, buying and selling real estate, and uh, obviously was really good at it. Well, you know, here he has he has a couple children now. I think about this. Oh, if uh, if he, if one of his children were to walk in to let's say you know the the top real estate you know uh, firm in the, in the city of New York, you know they're used to dealing with multi millions and billions of dollars worth of of real estate, and they were to walk in and say, "We want to see your um, your your you know uh, your your." your most your most valuable property you have on the market today. We want to see the most valuable property that you have on the market today. If they were to say that, and though the, and the people in the office wouldn't know who they were, if they didn't know who they were, they would say, "Well, okay, let's make an appointment. Let's let's look at your your credit history. Let's find out what kind of assets you have because we don't want you wasting our time." Now, if they they walked in and they said the same thing and they said oh and and what's your name and they said oh we're you know I'm I'm Donald Trump Jr. or I'm you know whatever Ivanka Trump or whatever um uh you know I don't, don't remember his kids names but anyway um uh but uh, but if if they were to say they were a Trump then the, the that real estate you know uh, company would basically just be like, okay, yep, right now, let's just get to it. Let's see what we have. Let's 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 find a way that we can make this happen. And it wouldn't be because of what those those of what his kids had done in the earth is what he did in the earth, right? They, they, they carry his name. A name isn't just a a signifier of identity of like, oh, let's uh, distinguishing you from somebody else. <clears throat> Your name. Is what actually carries your heritage. It carries, uh, you know, like I said, your family reputation. It carries, you know, what what has been done uh, through through a legacy that's been passed down. And so, you know, it's like, you know, when I when I got into high school, I'm the I'm the youngest of four, and I am uh, I have two sisters and a brother. And my brother is the oldest of us, and he's six years older than me. And uh, when uh, I got into high school, though, you know what he had not left a great legacy and so when people saw my last name they would be like oh is todd your brother i'm like yep and they'd be like okay you know they uh they they had already began to prejudge who i was based on my name and it's because somebody came before me who didn't um 
didn't give me a great legacy to live on, to actually build a foundation on. And now I, uh, I had to prove them wrong, you know, that I was not my brother and I, w- I, I was a total opposite when it came to academia and, and stuff like that. Even though I didn't really care for school that much, I was really good at it. And so I figured I might as well just get good grades if I had to be there. And so anyway, uh, but the, the point of it is, is that, is that our name carries with it uh, a certain level of authority, a certain level of influence, a certain level of power, a certain level of, of favor. Um, you know, if you walk in, like if you walk into a real estate office and you carry the name of Trump, you're going to be treated differently than if you walk in carrying somebody else's name. Okay. Not because of your behavior, but because there is a name that's attached to a legacy and understand Jesus gives us his name so that we are not limited to our past anymore. We're not limited to our family name. We're not limited to our, our past reputation, our past behavior. It doesn't matter if I just totally blew it. I mean, it doesn't matter if I blew it five minutes ago. It doesn't matter if I sinned. It doesn't matter if I made mistakes. It doesn't matter if I if, if my behavior didn't line up. Um, now, once again, there, there's value in integrity and obedience. I'm not saying that. But my confidence is in the name of Jesus. And that, what we read last time was, was when Peter said, you know, when he healed the lame man, he goes, it's not because of our power nor our holiness that this, made, this man is made to walk. He goes, it's because of Jesus' name and faith in that name. So we need to learn to build up our faith in the name of Jesus. Begin to meditate the name of Jesus. Go through the word and begin to see what the name of Jesus actually is. How much weight does his name carry? Because that's our name too. Praise God. It that literally is our name. We carry the name of Jesus. We are joint heirs. We have been grafted into the vine. We are sons and daughters of God. And Jesus said, just as he is not of the world, we are not of this world. Just as he was sent into the world, so we are sent into this world. We are children of the Most High God. It says he is not ashamed to call us brethren, which means he is our older brother. Yes, he's the Messiah. Yes, he's the King. Yes, he's the Lord of Lords. Yes, he's all those things. He is he is deity. We are not deity. He is deity, of course. Of course that. But we are also sons. We are also brethren with Jesus himself, and he is not ashamed to call us brothers. We are not we are not uh, uh the black sheep of the family. You know, he doesn't look at us and be like, "Yeah, well, he's the one we put up with." You know, we are not problem children. We are not the ones that just always need help. We're not the ones who are are, are you know are uh, you know slow on the uptake as far as we're not the ones who are always behind uh, uh, trying to catch up all the time. We need to break our identity pattern from those things and say, nope, Jesus is not ashamed to call me brother. He actually lifts his high head high when he sees us. And he says, that's my brother. That's my sister. You know, there's been times in my life when I was not, I was not proud to be, you know, to, to have my brother as my brother because of some of his behavior. Now, I wasn't always proud of that. And he wasn't always proud of his own actions, you know, but, um, but, at the same time, Jesus is not like that. Jesus looks at us, and there's not one thing that he's ashamed of about you or I. There's not one thing, because every sin he died for, every sin is in the sea of forgetfulness. Every sin has been has been paid for by his own blood, and it's because we were rightfully meant to be brethren. We were rightfully meant to stand toe-to-toe with Jesus, to stand on an equal plane with Jesus, not in lordship, not in deity, but in brotherhood. In brotherhood. 
but in bloodline. Okay, and so um, you know, j- just j- we need to we need to understand. Or I'm not trying to steal God's glory by any way, but he it says he would bring many sons unto glory. We're supposed to be in his glory. We're supposed to be partakers of his glory. We're, we are not the generators of that glory. We are not uh, self glorious. We are in his glory. The glory of the Lord is risen upon us. Praise God. And we don't need to shy away from that because of some religious ideology that says that we can't, you know, walk in certain things. Uh, but Jesus is our brother, and therefore we carry the same name, same inheritance, same power, same authority, same Holy Spirit. We, we walk in his righteousness. We are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. There is no difference. We are Jesus' uh, ministry on the earth. Now, he flows through us. He's the head. We're the body. We know that. You know, uh, you know, he's the vine. We're the branch. We can do nothing of ourselves. But if we are in that vine, if we are in that vine, then uh, then then we the, the branches bear the fruit of the life of the vine. Praise God! And we don't need to back up off of that. We need to pursue and press into that and realize that when we when we have faith in the name of Jesus, you know Jesus doesn't have. Jesus is powerful, we know, that because he's deity, but he doesn't manifest that power for his benefit. He manifests that power to show us who we are and what we can walk in. He literally said we're going to do greater works because what he was doing was simply demonstrating who we were. You know, it's like a vacuum cleaner. You know, uh, you know they used to have traveling vacuum cleaner salesmen, and what they would do is they'd, they'd go to door with vacuum cleaners, and they would demonstrate the vacuum. Right, it was a demonstration. Or if you if you go to a, a trade show and they have different tools or different you know kitchen utensils, they'll have demonstrations there. Well, the demonstration can only show you a sliver of what that thing can do. Right, it's a demonstration. It's a five minute demo or whatever it is, and they'll tell you, hey, you know, you're only seeing a demo. If you buy this, if you take this home, it's going to be able to do a lot more when you actually own it, because I can only show you a demonstration. That's what Jesus was doing on the earth. He was showing a demonstration. And so when he says, you're going to be able to do greater works, it's because you're going to be the owner of what, what you're designed to own. You're supposed to operate, we're supposed to operate in the power of God, and the nature of God is on the inside of us. We have limitlessness on the inside of us. There's nothing impossible to those who believe, praise God. But it comes in the name of Jesus. And the great thing about that is he didn't do that because... Um, he he did that so that we would literally be separated from the limitation of our past. So we'd be we, so we'd be we'd be separated from the limitation of any condemnation or any uh, uh you know just um weakness or limitation that that our our natural bodies or minds uh, might try to talk us into. And so when I say in the name of Jesus, I'm not saying pretty please God, will you please do do this because I'm because just do this on Jesus' behalf. No, I'm doing it with power and authority. I'm doing it the way Jesus would do it. And I'm saying, no, I know that I have all things that 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 are 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 uh, you know in accordance with life and godliness. I know that that I have all things freely given to me with, with Jesus on the cross. I know that all these things are mine, and I know that I have authority on the earth, and I know that I steward the goodness and the grace of God into my life. And so I find out what the will of God is. Now understand this: that the will of God, if if we press into and find out what He wants us to pray, which we should, because we don't know how to pray for as we ought. But when we press in and find out what we are supposed to pray for, it requires the name of Jesus. 
That's how much faith we have got to have to actually walk in uh, the fullness of God's plan on the earth for us. It's going to require the name of Jesus. It will it will literally be so much bigger than our past will ever afford us that we need the name of Jesus to walk this out. And when we have the name of Jesus, we're not doing it pleading for Jesus to do it. We're not asking Jesus to do anything. That's what Jesus said. He goes, you're not going to ask of me anything. You're going to ask the Father in my name, and then I'll do it. Because we're not asking Jesus to do anything. <clears throat> we're not asking even like, oh, pretty please, you know, Jesus, please do this for me, or I'm asking in your name. No, I'm doing it from the stance that Jesus has with the Father. I'm doing it from that place that my high priest has already secured. I'm doing it from that place that where the price has already been paid and where victory has already been wrought and where the, where, where everything has already, already been done before the foundations of the world. I'm doing it from that place, but I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. And when we find out, when we actually access and begin to ask God, ask him to show you his prayer life ask him to show you you know what he wants prayed in the earth because what he wants prayed has nothing to do with need or with uh you know what the what the enemy is doing or what the world's doing or what the news says his will is to let his kingdom come in the earth let his will be done on earth as in heaven it has to do with his kingdom manifesting in fullness that the holy spirit's poured out upon all flesh that's his plan in the earth right now that the glory of the Lord is filling the earth as the water covers the seas. And honestly, to be able to pray that, I need the name of Jesus. To actually pray it and believe that I have what I've received, I need the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus is not a, a mark of desperation, it's a mark of authority. And he wants us to walk in that same name. And here, Peter and John, when they healed the lame man, they're like, hey, don't look at us as if it's by our power or by our holiness. This name, and through faith in his name, has made this man whole. Wholeness. Now, the other thing in this is it wasn't the lame man's faith that 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 made him whole. We we can read, you know, in the book of, in in the in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We can read different accounts where Jesus, uh, where people got healed, and Jesus said, "Your faith has made you whole." Right? We know that with the woman with the issue of blood, and there's there's a couple other instances. Um, we know the centurion had great faith. And so we, we can see that there's different times when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Or we said, or he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Okay. And so there was different times when, that when the, the person who had the need, that was their faith that made them whole. Well, in this case, Peter makes it very clear. It wasn't the lame man's faith that made him whole. It was Peter and John's faith in the name of Jesus that made this man whole. And many times what's happened, though, is because we have, uh, I don't know, we try to make excuses as to why people don't get healed, we kind of put it all on them. We're like, well, they didn't have faith, apparently. They just didn't have faith. Well, that understand, Jesus only said that to a couple of the people, and yet there was times when whole multitudes got healed in the in Jesus' ministry. Whole multitude, every says everyone got healed. Every lame person, every person who was demon possessed got free. Every blind, every deaf. I mean, there was whole multitudes that got healed at one time in, because Jesus had faith. Okay, in those situations, he wasn't saying it was the faith of the people that got them healed. He was saying no, it was it was his faith. And so, I just want to challenge us today to to begin to to just actually grow in the faith in the name of Jesus. Not faith in this, once again, this verse back in, in Acts chapter 3, Peter goes, hey, it's not our power nor our holiness. So we have to separate our faith 
from whatever power we think we have and whatever holiness we think affords the anointing on our life. We have to separate ourselves from that. We have to stop saying that we're anointed because we're holy. Or we have to stop saying that we walk in the gifts of the Spirit because we're holy or because God just uh, uh, you know, favored us more than everybody else and, and, and we, we need some special power. We already have the power of the Holy Spirit, right? We already have the power of the, Him who raised Christ from the dead. We already have the, the name of Jesus. We already have, Jesus literally said, anybody who believes on me in my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You know, and, and he, he's... He's talking about the fact that, hey, there is a belief that we have, that we literally have, that we carry a belief in the name of Jesus, that we know that, hey, if God says go up and talk to this person, it's because we know that Jesus wants to minister today. Jesus is with us and in us. And when we use the name of Jesus, we are not activating our power. We're literally releasing the power of Jesus himself in his name. And, and we don't have to get anybody healed. Jesus will heal them. Praise God. We don't have to get anybody set free. Jesus will set them free. It's still, see, Jesus is alive, right? He's raised from the dead. He is alive, and he's still ministering on the earth. He's just doing it through us. He's doing it through a body that is all over this world, so he, he literally can be everywhere at one time because he is he's in his body. And so... So when we begin to, to operate in this name, I'll tell you, I just I want us just to break free of the pattern where we just pray kind of flippantly in the name of Jesus, or, we, or, or we're looking at ourselves as if we need to become more anointed to walk in that kind of power. Um, and the other thing I want to break free of is blaming other people for them not walking in faith and not receiving things, where it's like, oh, they just need more faith. They just need more faith. Well... Maybe they do need more faith, but but you understand, I, Jesus, you know, he never ever, never once did he actually blame anybody for for not receiving healing because of lack of faith. He never once did that in his ministry. He did question the disciples as to why they didn't have faith, you know. But he never once, never once do you see somebody come to Jesus and number one walk away still sick, but number two walk away sick and Jesus goes, well, because he didn't have enough faith. Not once do we see that. Right, it's because the, the 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 only the only amount of faith they needed was to come to him. If somebody comes, they have enough faith, and this is something we have to. If, if somebody is asking for prayer for healing, they have enough faith. And one one of the things we need to do is we need to stop accusing and judging and being critical of people's faith level when the problem is not their lack of faith. Sometimes, even though they might need more faith, God's love is so big that he wants them healed right now, and he's just looking for us to have faith. He wants us to have faith in his love for them. He wants us to have faith that his love, even while they were yet sinners, he died for them. So maybe while, you know, Jesus died for me before I ever even had faith in him, right? And so he died. He literally saved me before I ever even turned to him. Salvation was already available. And the only faith I had to have to receive that salvation was if I came. If I came, I had enough faith because he's given every man the measure of faith. And so when we're talking about faith for, I don't care what it is, just anything, healing or any any kind of miracle or anything that has to do with the kingdom of God, we need to quit putting that qualification on people and say, hey, if they come, if they ask, they have enough faith. They have met God's requirement because if they come for salvation, they have enough faith to get, to get saved, and that's when they turn from darkness to light. So how much more 
how much easier is it for somebody to get healed? I mean, literally, Jesus, you know, he, he said that in Luke where he said, he said, is it harder to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say rise up and walk? He goes, it's the same thing. It's the same. Salvation is the same as healing. It's the same God, the same love, and healing is a manifestation of God's power to save. And so, um, so with that, I just, I mean, I, I just want us to get so much, I guess, freer about faith and quit in, indicting people for their lack of faith and literally say, why don't we just have enough faith for them? Why don't we just build up the faith in the name of Jesus so that all they have to do is come? If they just know if they come, they will be healed. If they know, I mean, the, 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 the woman with the issue of blood, she just knew if I touched his garment that, that I'm going to be healed. That's, praise God for that. If if they just know, and I, you know what I, I've I've you know heard so many testimonies of people who were who were in large meetings that walked in sick, and they were not called up to the front. They didn't have a word of wisdom or word of knowledge uh, spoken over them. There was nothing that came forth that way. But they got healed just sitting in their chair. They got healed standing there worshiping. They got healed just standing in the meeting. And out of their own mouth, they said, "I just I, ne- I never thought this would happen." I never thought it. See, they didn't walk in with faith. They just walked in, and that was enough faith. Praise God. And th- they walked in, and the and the 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 faith that was allowed to be in the room because of the people that were there allowed this person to receive. Oh, oh, praise God. Can we just let it be that easy? Can we let the name of Jesus make it easy? Can we just quit trying to? It's like we act, we act like we're so constipated sometimes, trying to get out a miracle or trying to get out you know something an answer that God has for us. Quit being constant. Let's let, let it be easy. Let's just let the love of God flow. Let's just let the the faith works by love, right? And so when the love of God is flowing, faith is flowing. When when I can love people past any any qualification that I have put on them, then that love can be there and they can receive so easily. Praise God. And so man, there's so many people who walk into a room and you know Jesus healed the multitudes. How many of them were in sin? All of them were in sin because he hadn't he hadn't died for their sins yet. How many of them were wrong in their theology? All of them were. How many how many how many of them were 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 you know possibly just you know wrong in doctrine or or whatever? All of them were. How many of them came with such great faith? Probably none of them. But yet all of them were healed. So I just I just want to take off the 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 qualifications, the indictments, and the only reasons why those those were put on them in the first place was because we walked into a situation we didn't see what we wanted to see, so we made an excuse as to why it didn't happen. And let's just break off all that. God doesn't want us to carry the weight of of uh, you know maybe let disappointment or false expectations or whatever. Uh, we need to break those things off and say nope. Doesn't matter if it hasn't happened a hundred times; it's going to happen this time because God loves people, and and when we allow people to be freely loved by God, then people can freely receive the the things that He's already given to them, whether it be salvation or wholeness or health or 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 mental health or whatever. Got, everything can break off where everybody can receive healing by the faith of the name of Jesus. And I just man, I want to encourage you today. Let's just just. Allow the Holy Spirit to weed out qualifications maybe we have on ourselves or others to freely receive and freely give. And also, with that, 
begin to examine what is the power of that name. What does it mean when we actually operate in the name of Jesus? That he actually gives us his name that we can sign, we can sign a prayer to and say, I'm doing this in Jesus' name. I'm writing that, 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 I'm writing the check in Jesus' name, and he has actually given me power of attorney to do that. So, Father, we just thank you for this. We thank you for your name. We thank you for your ways, and they're so much higher. They're so much better, and and we freely receive, and we freely give, Father God, the anointing and the freedom of God that's on the inside of us. We thank you for it and we thank you in jesus name amen thanks for joining us today on wisdom and stuff don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages we'll see you next time and have a blessed day